Welcome back, Friday Form Panel Harness Edition. Steve Cleave, Dan Malecki trying to find you all the winners from the races at Melton on Saturday night. No pressure, Dan. We tipped 7 out of 10 last week from our top selections. So if we can pick another 7 this week, we'll be pretty good. Yeah, well, it'll be a higher percentage with only the 8 races. But uh, <laughs> no, that's that's good to hear, Steve. Um um, yeah, I hope you're right. If you're able to say, see, I told you so, I'm always happy to hear that. I don't ever like saying that. We, uh, we're on here as a team. So, uh, yeah, we, we'll back each other in. Race one, let's kick off the card. This is this is probably uh, the hardest race of the night I've found. I reckon if you're going early quaddies, I'd nearly take the field here. How did you map this race out, Ben? Oh, very difficult because so many different form lines. Uh, Denny, the New Zealander, um, one of many interesting runners. I mean, you've got an emergency drawn one. I, I know I've brought this up many times. I hate emergencies drawn in the field. Uh, it's not as if we're dealing with fixed odds at the moment, so it probably uh, lessens the problems. Uh, but when you're trying to do form in that barrier one emergency, it just creates problems when you're trying to do your form. I, I don't understand in this game why the emergencies aren't drawn outside the front line. Um, it makes it difficult. So there are always other factors now because you've got the first two races, emergencies drawn one. Your natural instinct is that they'll come out of the race. So you do your form around them because they probably won't be there, but something else is scratched. They're in there, changes everything up. You waste your time in the lead up. We have fields out for a Saturday night on a Tuesday. We can't bet until a Saturday. So for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all you can do is form, and then it's useless if the emergency gets a start and something else doesn't. It's just stupid. Anyhow, with that in mind, <laughs> uh, if it doesn't run, Denny, I've seen get out of the gate pretty good in New Zealand. It's got a bit of gate speed. So, look, it's a front line that's got uh, some fast beginners. Denny looks like it could end up in a good spot. So um, it's definitely a horse I've given a tick to. Its performances it, have been solid without exactly knowing how well it, it stacks up and weighs up with uh, the opposition that it's been uh, up against in the North Island. Uh, strong response with that Queensland form, but going really well. Sam Karamalikas has got his team flying and, and strong response. Uh, an experienced horse, having won two of its three starts while it's been down here, has shown gate speed but had barrier one on both those occasions. So whether or not it could get past Denny, I'm not sure, but it can certainly come out of the gate, and it's it's obviously fit. Better Day was a good effort at um, at Geelong. It just missed after a win at Bendigo. Uh, perhaps there's slightly more depth, but it's going well. Captain Bernardo obviously is. He's got a head full of confidence. Um, Clemenis, um, its form is obviously excellent. Four of its last five starts. Rosanna Rebels... Perhaps the query because it's first up, but it is a brilliant beginner and has form in the classic races as a two- and three-year-old. Uh, another in the end might end up in a lovely spot if indeed the one doesn't get a run. Denny is up on pace, or at worst, three back to pegs. It's got to be a top four hope. Brooking in the paddock got as good a form as there is in Adelaide at the moment coming through the classes. Curio Gentleman just seems to be going to a different level each time. McBellman stays with it, and of course he used to drive uh, Rosanna Rebel, so whether or not that created a, a problem for, for Mick to choose, but it's a positive sign for Curio Gentleman. And Jack O'Connor, at least, we've seen at Metropolitan level for quite some time and has been very competitive. I mean, there's not a horse that you can put the pin through here, Steve, is there? I mean, 
Um, it, it's just my net is, is wide open and I'm, I'm really not sure. You mentioned field in the early leg of the quaddy and it, it might obviously sound the safe way, but um, you can give a chance to every horse in this race. Um, I, I really, I'm not sure, but I'll, I'll stick with Curio, gentlemen. I think the fact that Mick Bellman's sticking with it, um, it'll, everything in the race is going to represent value. So 10 from 2, the 7 could cross the measly and lead. He's a brilliant beginner, Rosanna Rebel. Just, you know, always have that little query when they're first up uh, and they've got the gate speed. If they don't get across, um, then they could be in no man's land, but he's a good quality horse. And um, and I think that uh, number f- 6, uh, uh, Clemenis, is, is the other good chance. It has to be. When you're winning four of your last five starts, um, you got to hold that horse's form in, in pretty good stead. So of 10, 2, 7, 6, if you asked me in five more minutes, I could have four completely different numbers. And it's not because I haven't done enough form on the race. It's just I'm respectful of so many different horm- horses and so many different form lines. And you can pick a hole in just the four that I've tipped simply because there are others that you might think that could be more, more deserving. And I, and I couldn't offer a proper argument that you're not right, not right either. So my t- top four here are 10, 2, 7 and 6. But it is a tough race. But it's a good tough race. It's not a tough race because they're bad horses. Every horse in this race, bar one, and I'm including the emergency here, every horse in this race, bar one, has at least one win in their last five starts. Now, the only one that hasn't is the Kiwi horse. He comes over with consistent form. That very rarely happens. And it could be a race where we see maybe only two lengths covering the whole field at the finish, Dan. So you might have to uh, be right on the ball first off the card, uh, calling-wise, because this could be an absolute amazing finish because it is such a close race. I do my notes for the Friday form panel. I generally just try to pick out my first four and not go through, you know, like a, a write-up on the other horses. But just like you just did, I pretty much mentioned every horse in my notes. So you've gone 10, 2, 7 and 6. I've gone 2, 6, 10 and 8. So I've put Denny on top. I really liked his trial the other day. 55, 5 home, 26, 7 the last quarter behind the lost storm. I think he looks good enough. Even if his lead is back, I think he can get home quick enough to be winning this. Uh, the six, Clemenis, um, six starts in Australia, four wins, just flying at the moment. The 10, Curio Gentleman, for every reason you've mentioned, Dan. And the eight, another in the end, just because of the draw. Hopefully, you know, he could be leaders back or even three pegs, he'll be sneaking home. But again... I'd just go field first leg because, like you said, any horse could win this. There will be no shock. It's just one of those races. So good luck to whatever you do back in the first race and good luck to you calling the finish, Dan, because I'm tipping it's going to be an exciting one. We'll move well, on to race... The scene for the night. Yep. Yeah, hopefully it does. We'll move on to race number two, which is the Mimosa Homes non-Metro win pace. Uh, we've got 11 runners going around here. This one I didn't find as tricky, but still a very open race. Yeah, it certainly is. And I mentioned in the previous race that every runner had had a win uh, in their last five, at, at least, uh, well, bar one. Here it's it's almost the opposite. There's a few that have got wins at their last five, but it's a bit more challenging a race. And, and rightly so, it's virtually the second division, isn't it, of that first race. Um I I think the nine, Duffy Hollow, now it comes off the back of two lusts, um, but I've given it excuses both times from bad gates and perhaps bad luck. 
but I thought form prior to that was actually pretty good. Uh, and particularly when it's coming off the, the back of some speed, Duffy Hollow. Now, it's, it's taking a little bit of a risk here. I'm going back on form from four, five, six, seven, eight, nine starts ago, but I thought it was solid enough form uh, for Duffy Hollow. And I actually thought that the backline draw would suit it, particularly coming through um, potentially behind a horse like um, um, Direct Command, who should sit handy enough, which means Duffy Hollow could end up about midfield. Um, it's not an easy race, but it's a race where Duffy Hollow should be suited because at times he looks like a handy enough horse. Uh, to beat numbers three, Direct Command, who was good behind Ura, good to start before at Cobram, clearly in, in decent form for a horse that didn't have a high winning ratio. So the two Team Teal horses, I've got one too, Duffy Hollow with Kate Gath and uh, uh, direct command Kieran Manning. Hey, go your good thing, trained by Patrick Tompkinson. A horse has got plenty of ability, and the good gate here is uh, very important. James Herbertson to drive. May well end up starting from barrier one, may not. Um, and I thought Sassiola as well. And again, you know, this gets back to, to the emergency in a race. Sassiola's a, a good chance, I think, of winning the race, and certainly a good place chance if the one horse doesn't start. Um, if the one horse does start, that could well be a completely... I, I would want to change my, my tips around. So um, I'd, I'd love to get a poll one day because I'm not professing to be right, uh, Steve, but it's the way I feel when I'm doing my form and it's the way I feel with feedback I get from a lot of people I know that aren't harness racing oriented and therefore I can't give a tip to them because of an emergency that's drawn in a prominent barrier draw. So I would love a referendum from the industry, particularly from a punting perspective, um, for emergencies. I mean, if you, you can put a horse that's the lowest rated horse in a race, uh, if it's out of the draw because it's galloped, it's out of the draw, it doesn't matter what class rating it is, have the same principle apply for um, uh, races with, uh, with emergencies. And I'd love some sort of referendum there and, and the industry can vote. And if I'm wrong, so be it. That's fine because that's what the industry wants. But I just think it's a nuisance when you've got uh, important barrier positions for emergencies. The likelihood is they don't run, but when they do, they change things around. And we've seen it happen in big races like Hunter Cups and Derbies. Uh, previously and of course the other aspect of that is when they are in the market they chew up a lot of percentage from prices so when they are scratched they take massive deductions out on a lot of the occasions now my tips here are nine three two and eight very good mine are seven three nine and two i don't disagree with you at all dan uh look i personally i wouldn't even have emergencies in these style of races have them in your big races and maybe have them come out of the draw where the horse gets scratched from um i don't mind that in the greyhounds but do we even need emergencies in 11 and 12 horse fields so yeah, that's where i look at it from but uh very quickly seven three nine and two i've put better's hope on top i just think it's racing terrific Shock and draw, but it can run the gate or it can come from behind. Direct command was great, running second from leaders back at Terang. Duffy Hollow for everything you just mentioned there, Dan. Uh, I think it'll get it dragged up through. If it's in the first half of the field, I think it's a great each-way chance. And then you can open up third and fourth with multiple chances like, hey, you go... Hey, you, good thing. Stylish gem and high flux. So seven, three, nine, and two for me. Nine, three, two, and eight for Dan. Not too dissimilar there. 